Welcome to the Slice Podcast, brought to you by Jackfruit. Jackfruit brings you the latest shit you don't hear anywhere else. Hey, what's up, Nah? Welcome to Jackfruit, Nah. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome back to Slice Podcast, brought to you by Jackfruit. My name is Chris. We have DNR. And today we have a very special guest. He goes by the name of Tito. Tito. Tito, Tito Gavina. Tito Gavina. What's yeah. cracking, Tito? So, man. What is going on, man? How, how, how are you doing? How are you doing so far? I'm good, man. Just, um, you know, sitting in place. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Lockdown. Like tattooing for us so, is like shut down. So it's like, yeah, there's a lot of tattoos that haven't tattooed for like six months, especially in California, you know, yeah, yeah. San Jose. The shit's closed down. San Francisco, it kind of, kind of sucks, honestly. So, so, so Tito, so Tito is a big uh, tattoo artist here in the Bay Area. Would you prominently say San Jose or South Bay? No, I, well, I grew up in San Jose, but um, I learned how to tattoo out in, I would say, Burlingame, San Francisco area. Burlingame, San Francisco. Yeah, because I moved up like. I moved up in 2013 to San Francisco because I wanted to, I was like, eh, like San Jose, you know, you live there your whole life. You kind of want to try something new. So yeah. I moved up to the city. So yeah, yeah. I, I learned, or actually Santa Clara, my man. Um, it's kind of the same almost. <laughs> yeah, 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 Santa Clara. Um, uh, so after like deciding to move, move up, I'm like, I already knew that I wanted to tattoo. Mm-hmm. But I just felt like if I tried to stay in San Jose, I, it would be like, I'd just be too comfortable, I guess. You know what I mean? I wanted yeah. to challenge myself to like, maybe I can make it out in the city because it's something new. Mm-hmm. Start something new there. How long have you been tattooing now? Honestly, my first tattoo I did like in 2011, but like in a professional shop, I would say 2015. 2015. Yeah, 2015, 2014, but like 2011 is when I started like tattooing out of my house. Yeah. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. What was your first ever tattoo you got? Oh, that I got? Yeah. Um, I got like, I got some graffiti on my leg. Oh, nice. My homie oh. did that on me at my house. It's was, it was pretty funny because like um, I got tattooed. He was still learning how to tattoo too. Yeah. My homie on Fidel, he's, um, he works at Floating House in San Jose, but he tattooed me when he was starting and then he tattooed me the next day also, which is like something you're not supposed to do. And I was like, why does it hurt so much? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> so like, don't ever get, or I mean, there's people who get two day sessions, but like you should wait it out. <laughs> so, so you've been doing this for about over five years now, like professionally. How yeah. did you, how did you get into tattooing? What got you to like, get into um, what honestly you? like uh i got into tattooing i got my first tattoo but it was at, at my house so like when i got into the first shop that i got a professional tattoo like, mm-hmm. it was actually humble beginnings in san jose like oh, um, humble beginnings. i don't know if you're familiar with humble beginnings, I know humble beginnings. But, yeah, yeah. yeah 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 with like what's his name the samoan guy i actually got a tattoo there too there's like orly got, orly yeah I, I, I got a tattoo from uh I forgot his name now. Some white guy. <laughs> oh, okay. Like how long ago? Like 2009, 10? 2009? Yeah. Okay. So that was like, um, shoot, 2009. Is that when they moved to, did you go to upstairs. the location? No, no, they, had, the, they had like an upstairs, yeah. We're, uh, we're the haircut places right now. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that, so, that area. So you started off at Humble Beginnings? I didn't start off there. I would get tattooed there a lot, though. Oh, you would get tattooed? Yeah, I would get tattooed by Toby. Oh, Toby. Um, there you go. That's his name, Toby, the white guy. Yeah. He's Mexican, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's the funny thing. Everyone thinks he's white, Whoa. but that one's Mexican. He's Mexican. Yeah, Toby. Yeah, yeah Toby, Toby. Toby. You got tattooed by Toby? What you get? Yeah, yeah. I just got like my back, my last name in a crown. Oh, nice, dude. His lettering is yeah. tight. Yeah, his his uh, griff, uh, oh, yeah yeah my homie Khalid. worked at his shop now um Fidel, but like Toby did a lot of my work too. Yeah, where's Toby now? Where is he at? He owns a shop um Floating House. Floating it's House. It's off of um like he just literally opened it up. So yeah, like once he opened it up, shut down. <laughs> yeah, that's wow. that's like every, everybody. Yeah, so it's like fucked up. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So uh, how do your parents feel about you being a tattoo artist? Because Tattooing isn't like your normal, um, everyday conventional career path. Yeah, it's not. Um, well, my mom and I've, I've done, I've had a lot of random jobs before I got into tattooing. So like, um, I worked at like a law firm doing like paperwork and, you know, getting benefits and all that stuff. And they were like happy that like, oh yeah, you got benefits. That's good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. and I'm like, this job sucks. Yeah. <laughs> and then I'm like, yeah. I just, I just need to like tattoo and do what I want to do. Uh-huh. That's why I made the switch to leave. That's good. And just pursue it. And my parents thought it was, or my mom actually, because my dad passed away like right after high school. Like, so oh, wow. my mom just made it. She was kind of like, she just thought it was a hobby, you know? Like, mm-hmm. even though I'm working at a shop, it's like, oh, are you, you know what I mean? Like, she doesn't think it's a real legit job. Yeah. So she still doesn't feel that way. You know what I mean, she still asks me if I'm going back to school. Like, <laughs> I'm like, mom, you know, I'm, I'm traveling, doing my shit. Like, yeah. I'm good. Like, yeah. you know, like. Where have you traveled to? Like, uh, like oh. Southeast. I, I, actually, dude, like, um, it's crazy to, to get to that point. Like, um, so about two, wait, is it, it's three years now. Like three years ago, so I had like this, me and my fiance, we drove or we flew out to Southeast Asia. Like we had money saved up or like, yeah. also our, our landlord in San Francisco wanted us to leave. So, just, uh, so we just, so we're like, all right, we have money stacked. Like, let's go to Asia and see what we can do. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. So we, had, so we had money saved to a point where we're like, once we get there, we can see and spread it out to how, how long we can just see what we could do yeah. in a way where it's like, how much is it going to be cost of living? And so we backpacked through Southeast Asia for six months. Like where so, in Southeast Asia? Oh, wow. Yeah, so, it was like, tight. Um, so like, like where, like Thailand and stuff? We started out in Thailand. Oh, here we go. Yeah, you know, Thailand's like the spot, you know what I mean? Like Thailand, you know, I'm Filipino. So we went to the Philippines for like two months. Like also from this trip, I wanted to like get back to my roots because this is my first time going to the Philippines. And yeah. Like as an artist, you're like, you got to. For me, I was like, I want to understand like what our culture was before Spanish, because the Philippines was mm-hmm. like colonized the longest from it was, it was like colonized the longest from everyone. Like Spain yeah. came after Spain, it was like Americans came, yeah. and then after the Americans, the Japanese came. So like mm-hmm. the identity of who Filipinos were before that i i'm like dude i wonder what the fuck filipinos were before like yeah. all that stuff the reason so, why so, we're so. even called filipinos is because of king philip you know what i mean like exactly. it's spanish so it's like okay 
So I was able to go there to the Philippines to like see some history, you know? Yeah. So I went to like some museums and like traveled around. But the crazy thing is, is it's more when I went to Indonesia that I understood more of Filipino culture. Because crazy. In the Philippines or in Indonesia, I talked to some dude, he's, I don't know if he was a historian, but he knew about like kingdoms that connected Indonesia and the Philippines. Like Brunei? It's like, um, uh, like I, the- it's like this, it's like an ancient Sri Vijaya and Mahapahit. It's like a. Wow, um, I, gotta, I, gotta, I gotta learn this one. This is like. Yeah, yeah. are you Filipino? I am. Yeah. yeah. So, like, so pretty much like um, the Philippines, there was a connection between Java, which is a part of Indonesia. Uh-huh. It's like the Javanese. There's like a sea trade called the Sri Vijaya that kind of cr- created the, um, the Cyan region, which is like. Oh. Um, the southern uh, like, Mindanao. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Visayas. The Wu and all that the stuff. Bo- like, yeah. All that kingdom came from, like, there's a trade between the Sri Vijaya. That's why it's called, like, Sri Vijaya, because mm-hmm. it's, like, another way to say Visayas. You know what I mean? Interesting. Yeah. That's, so look it up, dude. It's, it's really interesting so, because I learned how to, I learned going to Indonesia. I'm like, oh, shit, what the fuck? Someone told me, it's like, yeah, we're like brothers. And when you go to Indonesia, like, their language is the yeah, same. It is, like yeah. All their in, in, um, all almost the same. Stuff is almost still same. intact because they didn't get colonized. Exactly. Maybe. So, so you and your fiance went around Southeast Asia, traveled around, and you realized, like, whoa. Yeah, like some history. Also, like, I was getting led to things, you know, in a way where it's like um, ah, synchronicities. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm just questioning, like, oh, what the hell is a Filipino? And then, like. So, fucking the universe is like go to Indonesia, boom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. you'll find your history here, uh, and it'll how long were you guys through. there? And then we were in Indonesia for like a month, and then after that, I went to Malaysia. Nice. And then in Malaysia, like you got to see all these like um, wooden masks of like different mm-hmm. um, tribes in Malaysia. Yeah, it was pretty cool to see that. Then um, you know, but just the southeast. Asia area, there's like a certain energy there that's like magic. It is. It like is. That. You know what I mean? It's like you can't get that in America. Yeah. Because like the people, the way they treat you there, it's like they so believe in things that you can't see. You know what I mean? Yeah. So much respect there. So, so much, much respect. respect. Yeah. It's like you see poverty and it just yeah, humbles you. Yeah, you see poverty. Like honestly, when I went to Indonesia or the, when I went to Vietnam, I was in Vietnam for a month too. Oh, wow. You could see like I feel like Vietnam kind of still has like a lot of like there's still like the war the f- war still fucks them up, you know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah no more. Like uh-huh. you go there, you see people with no arms and legs, like what the fuck? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, you could tell he, someone stepped on a bomb or some shit. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like that. But you know, they're still happy. I'm like, I don't know how yeah. they fucking like chill. It's <laughs> like, you know? Yeah. But you just you, it humbles you, you know? going there but from all that traveling to southeast asia and then ending it in japan is like where it just kind of like stopped and like you know you understand more of the culture because it like it's more zen there yeah Mm -hmm. japan's a whole nother level yeah you know it's like japan's different like 
it's crazy because they're the ones who like destroyed like Southeast Asia. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, when you yeah. go to their country, they're like super nice. But so, so, like they have that honor system. You know what I mean? So did you say that you would take something from that those travels and kind of inspired you to do more yeah. tattooing? Would you yeah, say like hundred percent? Like because once I came back. I was able to like, cause when I was on that trip, I wasn't able to draw a lot, you know? Like I knew that I wanted to travel there and just like do it just cause you know, get it, try it, see yeah. what happens with no like ability to like think about what's gonna happen. Just like, just yeah. go there, see what happens. Exactly. Versus like, yeah. I'm gonna do an itinerary with like this, this and this. Like we were like living low budget, trying to live like local. Backpacking. Yeah, backpacking, like having only literally a backpack like mm. when we went me and my lady we had like a lot of shit in our backpack yeah but when we went to um like we went to thailand with all this shit we're like fuck dude this is way too heavy so when we went yeah. to the philippines we like shipped hella shit back to america like to my mom's house i'm like hey mom <laughs> i can't have all this shit like yeah. i had way too much stuff but so like traveling helps a lot like if we're gonna try to do that yeah Definitely oh absolutely that's tight dude yeah, yeah man. absolutely so you were gone for like almost six months like half a year yeah yeah i was gone for six months this is like literally three years ago so like 2017 yeah 2017-18 ish yeah okay uh, yeah then so i came back i started to work then i started creating like some filipino style designs where it was like you know just learning the history of like certain mythological stories and like history of like our past so i started drawing all that stuff and the crazy thing is after i drew all that stuff like some dude hit me up like a historian guy it was weird like the synchronicities of stuff <laughs> he hit me up and then um he's like hey how did you figure out all this stuff I'm like, I don't know. I was just like, I traveled through Southeast Asia and I figured it out and I started mm -hmm. drawing all this stuff. I don't know if, if it's all correct or anything. I just came out and just started drawing and painting it. And he's like, you know, it's crazy. Like a lot of the stuff you write or like you drew or painted, it's like, it, it's like real legit history of what. Dude, um, like I like this one. I wrote in my book. This is dope yeah. right here, man. See, oh, this is you. Yeah, yeah. So I got I got another story that kind of connects with that too. Kind of cool. The white rooster. So that's the white rooster. So he told me to buy his book, right? Yeah. Um, so I bought his book. I didn't think much of it. Like I'm like, oh, cool. Like his book is like the way of the ancient healer. His name's Virgil. He's like a healer. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like so a like healer. A spiritual, spiritual historian who like wrote a book about it. So like. The funny thing about that story is, um, like, when I was in the Philippines, like, my dad passed away 2004, January 31st, right? Uh -huh. So I was in Palawan, and I saw a white rooster. You know, like, my dad used to fight white, used to fight roosters back in the day. Yeah. So like, I'm like, oh, this is, a, uh, like, a spiritual calling in a way. Like, this might be my dad, you know what I mean? Like, he, he's, like, happy to see me that I was in the Philippines. Uh -huh. It's, like, his death anniversary, like... I also had a old dream when he passed away that he had like a white rooster. Mm -hmm. So like to tie all this thing back together is like when I got the book from Virgil, like the first page I opened, it said, it's a white rooster. <laughs> you know what That's I mean? That's crazy. Yeah, it's like a white rooster. And it says, 
it's a gateway to the spirit world or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? this crazy. is fucking crazy. It tripped me yeah. out. I threw the book on the floor. Like, what the fuck is going on? You know what I mean? Yeah. And, like yeah. all those synchronicities hit where I'm like, this is fucking crazy. Like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. <laughs> yeah. So that that kind of triggered me in a way I'm like oh maybe i have a message that i have yeah to out, you know what i mean yeah, exactly yeah yeah like you know dope, and then yeah. after that i just started creating like crazy like i don't even know what the fuck happened with me where it's like every day i was like painting a new image of mm-hmm. something else that was like filipino and i just felt like you know it just was coming out where am i going with this but yeah <laughs> so that's that's what i do like i started doing like filipino images and paintings and like just trying to connect to my roots and all of yep. that I feel like has a message, you know, like it's cool to be able I'm, to I'm looking that and connect it with tattooing. Dude, so it's like, oh, okay, like I went there for a reason, learned yep. something and I came back and like trying to distribute it in a different way to show like the world a different point of view, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? From mm-hmm. my experience. So it's, that's where I'm trying to go with that. But I guess I could segue that too into like how I got COVID, right? So yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah so, so tell us, like, you know, like sh- you shared your story back then, you know, about your recovery with COVID. You know, how did you realize, yeah, that you had it? Okay. So, like, so this is what happened with me. So, so during that time, like, it was, I would say March. Yeah, March. Like, March is my my birthday. So March eight is my birthday. So I went to, I actually went to New York to um schedule a back piece my back piece to go to like and i got to work out there like i wanted to yeah. get my work my back done by um like one of my friends out there and um so i scheduled an appointment flew out to new york but during that time like i kind of wanted to do it on my own like i just like all right i'll go to new york for my birthday you know what i mean okay and like schedule my back and just because i've been working a lot and I was just kind of like, all right, I need to take a little break or something like that. Yeah. So I went to New York to just do that. But what, in like beginning of March? Yeah. I was in New York from like pretty much the fucking middle of everything. So, so like right when, when the pandemic hit, like, so once I landed, I guess they just made the announcement that COVID, the NBA just closed down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like the yeah, NBA shut <laughs> Yeah, like, once everything... the NBA shut down, like the world shut down. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> because they they get the lockdown like right before March seventeenth, right before St. Patrick's. Yeah, so yeah, you, yeah. So you, like, you around you were in New York. Yeah, I was in time. New York March twelfth to March sixteenth or some shit like that. Okay, so you were right there at the height. <laughs> yeah, you were right there. So, so I was were... like in the heart and center, like when it hit. So so what happened? So like okay, so when I was in New York, I didn't feel sick, dude. Like I was there, like just. Ex- experiencing new york at the time was like the city was kind of dead you know what i mean everyone was scared they were kind of locked down yeah of course like, yeah. We, i would still walk around but like they didn't close everything down there's some places that were still open and you went by yourself and you yeah, met I went people, by myself you met with you met with some people out there that you yeah yeah them. yeah i had some friends out over there or actually it's random like i met one of my friends he was just he got there too um he's from san jose I think his name's Alex. Alex. Yeah. Alex, I don't know okay. if you guys know him. But you name? might know him. He's Vietnamese. <laughs> I believe I saw his picture. I don't know. Yeah. So, oh, so you know him? No, if I, if I saw his picture. Yeah. Oh, okay. So, so, uh, so tell us, like, what, what, how, what, how did you feel like you got it? Like, oh, okay. So, 
How was it back at home? That? I think it's when I landed, dude. Like, um, I don't know if I got it in New York or I feel like I kind of got it at the airport, dude. Because like during the whole time in New York, I was fine. There was actually a day where I felt like I was hot and cold, but that was like one of my last days there. Did so, you do, was it hard for you to breathe? When I first got it, no. Like, I just thought I had like a, so pretty much, I'll just think, tell you where I think I got it. So on the way home, like to the airport, I think that's where I got it. I think I got it at the airport because they didn't distance each other. Everyone was close. We were touching everything, you know what I mean? Yeah. And like at that time, New York was like the uh, epicenter, you know? You got it, you got it, you think so you got it at JFK or you got it at... I think I got Canada. it at JFK, dude. Okay. Honestly, because just the way they handled it was bad. Like, if you uh, think about it now, everyone was close together. They weren't distancing people. Mm-hmm. Like, in the plane, in the plane, or in the lobby? At the lobby airport. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Because, you know, it's like, it's not sterile. It's, yeah. People are just close. They cough. And it's pre-COVID. No one's wearing masks yet. Yeah, yeah. No one's wearing masks. And, and pretty much, so when you got home to San Jose, when did you start feeling the symptoms like of the heavy symptoms oh okay i'm actually i live in san francisco so like okay so i i felt the symptoms probably literally once the next day like i got a headache and then from the headache it just turned into like um a severe flu like Mm, severe flu symptoms yeah flu symptoms so like after i thought i could just take their flu and it'd get better uh-huh. It didn't get better. Like I w- then I called the doctor after the fifth day of being sick because I knew I got I was really bad because like I went to the restroom and I passed out. Like I fell on the floor. Like what the fuck? This ain't normal. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I'm like ah oh, shit. I think I got it. So yeah. no, but did you get a test? Oh, I didn't get a test. I you didn't get, get tested. Like so, I tried to call them to test me. It was too soon. Really bad. It was too like, soon. Yeah, it was too soon because they didn't want. They didn't want to take people in that were like my age. You know what I mean? They only wanted older people. Uh, yeah, so, at that like, time. Like, how old are you? And then I'm like, oh, I'm like 32, 30. Wait, I'm like 34 now. Yeah, I'm 34. <laughs> so yeah. like, um, you're like, oh, you should be fine. Just shelter in place. Stay at home and take um, Tylenol and or like medicine and drink Gatorade. So I did that, and that didn't help. Like, mm-hmm. it got really bad because. I think after, so I was sick for like nine days. Um, I knew it was bad because I couldn't eat soup. Like I couldn't swallow soup. That's how bad it was. You had no taste? Yeah, I couldn't taste anything. Like I was curled up on my bed for like, after the fifth day of being sick, really bad. From the fifth to the ninth day, I was super sick to the point where I couldn't eat. Mm. I was just in my bed. So my lady had to call the doctor. And like, they were trying not to, they're like, oh, yeah, just let them shelter in place. You know, like, I guess they just didn't believe how sick I was. Who so picked you up at the like airport? Two to three days. And after leave, after she's like, finally, they're like, yeah, he's not really breathing. Like, he's laid uh, out. It was to the point where it's like, I couldn't even walk. How, how did you get home from the airport? Did, did you take Uber back home? No, my lady picked me up. So she didn't get anything. She actually got symptoms. She actually oh. got symptoms. Yeah. But not as, not as bad as you, though. Yeah. So it was like... Oh, wow. I felt really bad. Like I'm like, oh, shit. I 
shouldn't have gone to New York, but yeah, <laughs> in hindsight, but she got sick too. Um, but it was mild. Yeah, it was. She got like symptoms where it's pretty. She couldn't taste stuff. She got the fever, but she didn't get the. She didn't have to go to the ICU. Like mm-hmm. you know, what happened to me? So pretty much once she dropped me off to the ER because the doctor or the nurse she was talking to was like, yeah, the only way you could take them is if you drop them off to the ER, you can't walk them in. He has to walk in there by himself. So like, it was pretty bad when I walked in, it was kind of crazy. Cause once I walked into the ER, like I just couldn't even talk, dude. Like, mm-hmm. so I pulled up and I, I was trying to, I couldn't even tell them I had COVID. That's how bad it was. I'm like, I, I think I got it. That's all I could say. And then um, they rushed me into the ER. And at that point, they did all these, like, you know, I was all fucked up, dude. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, they had to inject me with all these things. You know, like, it was traumatic, honestly. Like, it's like something was trying to pull out all your your air out of your body. and suck it out it it very it felt like so you couldn't breathe pretty much yeah i couldn't like, breathe and it was just like you had a fever and like so how, how long did it take you for for you to recover so i would say like fully recovered probably took me about two months two months yeah so like pretty much Damn. like when i was in the hospital you know i was there for a week so they were like trying new things on me like um yeah so like pretty much in the um icu they gave me high hydrochloroquine they gave you that oh wow yeah so they did give me that shit i even asked so did it okay (laughs) so it's trump right (laughs) yeah yeah don't say that (laughs) so (laughs) but you're not supposed to take it if if you don't have it you know what i mean yeah yeah but 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 did it help it helped i think it helped honestly wow and when i was in the hospital like I almost got intubated. So like the first three days they didn't feed me. So I was like, I felt like I was going to die, dude. Like it was really bad. Yeah. Especially cause I didn't eat anything and you know, you don't know what's going to happen in there. Like mm-hmm. you don't know, like in the hospital, you're just like, it's, it was fresh, pretty fresh. So people thought that, you know, you, you could, if you died, you probably wouldn't see anyone, you know, like they wouldn't yeah. let anyone to see you if you died. So that's how like severe it was in a way where it's like, that's what I, you would think about. Mm-hmm. But I guess like the, the treatment that I got was that, the hydrochloroquine, they would give me like a, I don't know if it's like the, like people, people who with asthma, you know, like they- Inhalers? Inhalers, yeah, I had an inhaler. I forgot the name of it. So pretty much after I got, out like i was there for seven days in the icu when i left wow they gave me an oxygen tank to like sleep with mm-hmm. and they said to use it for a month you know so yeah. i was like on my bed like i was using that for a month after and it was still hard for me to breathe like for a month i kind of i kind of forced my way out of the hospital i'm like you know i don't need to be here but i like actually felt like once I got home, I'm like, oh shit, I think I fucked up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Maybe yeah. I should have stayed there a little longer because I don't think I could still function. Like, I lost like 20 pounds. Holy like, shoot. Oh, wow. Like, in the span of like a week and a half. You know what I mean? Like, I was like the skinniest I've ever been. It was really bad then. Yeah. 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 Like, I lost a lot of weight. So by, by May is when you started feeling normal again. Yeah. Yeah. Why? By May, I felt. Like, yeah pretty normal so like wow. i could breathe it's, it's so crazy 
it's yeah. so crazy because I know people that you know like recovered in two weeks. Like I've known people that only lost their sense of taste. I know people that have only have it and haven't showed any symptoms. So it really depends. Yeah, it's on, crazy. Like everyone, right? I don't know if like the strand from New York stronger than someone. The strand. Places or something because you know yeah. Yeah, it killed a lot of people. Yeah, it, it killed. It, it, you know, I see. I know people that got you know that passed away from it. You know, yeah. and, and hear hear so many stories about like different cases. So. We just want to know your experience. So now that you're fully recovered, what would you like to share to people, you know, about your your case? I guess, honestly, dude, like, if you look at the history of, like, the pandemic, think about, like, the Spanish flu, right? They always bring that up. Yeah. Like, right now, we're, like, at that point where we're kind of easing our ways back in. Uh-huh. Like, it's all good. But, like, just remember the strongest wave was, like, during the second wave when it was, like, December to February. You know what I mean? Like, just be wary of that to be, I think, just be a little more safe. So you, so you would say that there's going to be something coming? I don't want to say that because, you know, just because flu season is coming around the corner and yeah, like, they're op- like, I don't, I definitely want things to open up, but also be aware. Be aware. Safe, you know what I mean? Like, exactly. You know, like, just be aware and safe and like, Wash your hands. Wash your hands. Wear a mask and all that. Yeah, for sure. Be aware of your surroundings. Yeah. Yeah, be aware of your surroundings and like um the group of people that you hang out. Yeah, man. (laughs) You probably I'm I'm pretty sure you probably got it like because in the plane they were like stacking people in the plane or and like the airport was was crazy. And I had someone next to me coughing, so I'm like, fuck I got it from that dude. You know what I mean? He was like literally sitting next to you. Like so I had my seat. I was in the window, but like there was a middle, and then he was on the right. So like who, who was in the middle? Space, but he still was coughing. You know what I mean? Oh, so, so there was I'm a... like I think I got it from that. Uh, like fuck, man. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's pretty close. Yeah. You know, you know like just if you do contact. fly, dude, like make sure to wear a mask. If if I were to be flying right now, I'd definitely wear gloves. Because <laughs> it's so dirty. Yeah, you know, just to be safe. I don't know. If you were to, like, you know, there's people flying right now. And yeah, like, if you do fly and travel, because yeah. you still got to try to do shit if you can right now, you know? So, yeah. Dude, so we're glad, we're glad you're like back to 100%, man. Yeah. yeah Sounds crazy. So what's the next step? Are you opening up your shop soon or like? Uh, well, San Francisco. So I work at in Chinatown in San Francisco. So the shop's still closed. But I think by the end of the month, uh they should be open and the month. that's what we got because uh, i guess they had made an announcement that some places in california are open mm-hmm. i don't think san jose is open just yet right mm, yeah. just salons and stuff yeah, or if you want to cut hair outside or some shit like mm-hmm. that right mm-hmm. yeah. so weird but yeah for like the small time businesses i feel bad for them man like or for yeah. us too it's like damn dude we're getting messed up we're going to just close it out here. Thank you so much, Tito, you know, for right, taking your time to, to be on our podcast. Thanks, man. Thank you for tuning in to The Slice.